Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What up, Burpers? We are here talking about Season 2, Episode 7, as I lone wolf this bitch. Let's do it! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Oh, hello everybody. Happy Sunday. Happy end to Comic-Con. We are here at AfterBuzz, well not we, just me, at AfterBuzz TV talking about Winona Earp. I am your host and con can't go me, Alexis Torres. You can find me all over your social media at atorres890. Um, our ladies of the panel, if you didn't if you didn't tune in, tune in last week, Yale, Carrie Lane, and Amber are all at Comic-Con this weekend. So, but don't worry, I have some cool stuff from them that we can get into and news and gossip. So you got me today, which is fine, I feel, but whatever. But again, you can follow them uh, all over social media, Yale, Tigo, Carrie D. Lane, Amber, I can't remember her name right, or her Twitter right now, but you can follow them. They're all in there. It's all good. Um, we are talking about Everybody Knows... Holy crap, this episode. I'm so excited to talk about this. I don't don't forget, I got you guys in the live chat. We're still chatting. Depending on how the episode goes and how much I can get through, we might open the phone lines. We'll see. So, fingers crossed. All right. Let's do this. All right. So, the beginning of the episode. I love that uh, we pretty much don't, like, delay. Like, immediately we, we come into Winona kicking down a door and just starting stuff. That's awesome. I love that. And I love that she, it's so interesting because she goes into, I call them the siblings, uh, but she goes into the sister's house and they're locked up um, because technically they're looking for Tucker, which I'm really curious. I don't know if you guys are. I'm really curious to see where Tucker went because obviously he killed the stone witch and then just disappeared. So I don't know if he like left purgatory or if he's hiding in purgatory somewhere and I don't really know where he could hide. So hopefully that means is there like a new location because that would be awesome. But um, of course, siblings play dumb, and they're just like, we don't know where Tucker went. He, you know, we all fell asleep, and he locked, and when we woke up, we were locked in this room, and I'm just like, all right, okay, sure, you just, you just keep that up, and I love that even Winona grabbed, um, her shoulder to see if, uh, the, the wound went into that sister's shoulder, but it wasn't, which I was like, oof, I'm really, like, oh, I'm so mad because I really wanted there to be progress, but I know we wouldn't have an episode if we didn't do it that way. So it's fine. But I love that Dolls and Winona, even though it, you can ask the panel last week, we were all kind of like, what's going on with you? It was kind of more chummy this episode. I don't know if anybody else felt that. Maybe it was just because he's like, I don't have the burden of having to uh, have Winona's baby because it's not mine kind of thing. I wasn't, I'm not quite sure, but he's just all of a sudden chummy now. So... Because, I mean, he's exchanging the word bitch. It's just weird. But I'm also really happy that uh, Winona did bring up that the fact that... Uh, oh, my God, I'm forgetting her name. Um, the one that she was friends with. Is it Mercedes? Crap. I don't remember her name. You guys throw it in the chat because I don't remember. Um, but how she noticed that her that she wasn't uh, the same. The fact that she's always 
a bitch, but she's a fun bitch, not an actual bitch bitch. And I just love that that was, like, how she was able to tell that, like, something's off. You know what I mean? Um, Mercedes, okay, I was right. Thank you, Heather. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was very interesting that she was just like, yeah. And then Dolls was trying to be, like, again, chummy, where he's like, you feel me, bitch? Or, like, something like that. And I was like, no, no. Don't try this, dolls. Don't try to be a charm bucket now. That's not... You can't just fill that up with charm and hope that that's going to work. It's not. At least not for me. Again, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that, like, not for me, dolls. But I love that she's like, don't look at... I have a gut feeling, but don't look at my gut. It's just adorable. I think it's really awesome. Um, but we, 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 we jump to the precinct, and we get to know that Jeremy has found out a few things about uh, the widows. So... I love that he says that they're unclassified entities and BBD has so many prisoners, I mean, like, inventory pretty much, that they haven't gotten a chance to, like, see what these widows were about. So I think it's very interesting because it's like, what other things were they hiding and how much did they know about all that inventory that they had? Is it specifically actual creatures? Is it antiques? Is it, you know... It could be anything. So I'm always, like, really intrigued, you know, now that, you know, which I'll talk about in news and gossip, what we're getting, you know, for our next season. Um, what exactly could be, you know, the next big villain or just just new monsters that we have? Because I'm just, I feel like this really opens up the next chapter of what we can do with the new crazies that we have for Winona and crew. So I don't know what you guys are thinking about that, but I think that's really awesome like I think it's just really cool um but yeah so I love that he brings that up and that the fact that they haven't had time to go through everything but the fact that they were in a box for nearly a century <coughs> again I'm apologizing I'm still catching up from a cold so if I cough sorry um but again if the widows have been in this not prison but it always reminds me of like the Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of thing or like at the very end of Indiana Jones where there's just like a giant warehouse full of crates like if they've been in there for over a century what other things have also been in there and how long has it been like way over maybe like two or three centuries like how we don't even know how long bbd has had these things like it's just it's crazy to me how long bbd has had all the stuff in this warehouse and i'm just like i'm just so intrigued because i want to know more i don't know if i'm just the only one but i'm just oh i need to know the things um but I can't remember the language that they said, but the fact that um, she was looking up some, uh, Waverly was looking up translations, and one of the translations that she was able to encrypt was, uh, let thee rise. And I love that Winona was sitting there going, oh, you know, not my favorite Boys to Men album, but very ominous, very creative, you know? So I like that she was able to do that. I was a little concerned when Winona was feeling kind of lightheaded and kind of dizzy, you know, um, and about her health. And she also said, a very interesting phrase. I don't know. I mean, I've, I'm assuming everybody caught it because she said it twice. I'm not going to pronounce it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. It's F-A-K-A-T-E. And I'm just, I love that she's like using it more now. It's very interesting. Um, Doc and Dolls, because of the fact that she was feeling kind of weak, they used the thing called Code Rainbow, which I thought was not quite sure. I don't know if like there's a reason for that, but uh, they say Code Rainbow and they bring a doctor just discreetly, which pretty much means that they kidnapped a doctor, right? Like, I feel like that's exactly what they did. Just me? I don't know. Um, but, uh, oh, hold on. I'm going to look through the chat so I can see. I also, if I'm talking too fast, just put it in the chat. Just be like, I like to slow down. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm trying to get through it. BBD needs to get on their job is what Rexy Day said. I agree. I assume that they'll bring their husband back. Let the rise. That was translated. Thank you, Heather. Um, let's see, to unfreeze, 
the bitch Heather and wake her up, I'm guessing. I agree. Um, uh, Izal's an actual cop that just happened to work for BBD. I don't know. I also want to know, like, what's the qualifications to work for BBD? Do you have to be an FBI agent, a cop? Like, how does that work out? Do you have to be a specialized? Because Jeremy is clearly a scientist, like, not a, well, a scientist, but he's a very smart kid. So, like, how do you go around applying for that? I always wanted to know. Um, I love where we said it hurts like a mother. No offense. Yes, that was awesome. Um, it's Yiddish for bra- for basically screwed up. Thank you, Laura. See, I didn't know that. So that's super helpful. Thank you very much. Um, oh, thanks, guys. Um, so, uh, so pretty much she gets checked out by this doctor who I love this character. I hope that we get to see her a little bit more throughout the, the, the rest of the season because obviously she's going to be caring for quite some time. Um, because I like that she, like, stood her ground. She's like, I don't like that this all this cloak and dagger stuff being, you know, taken by a bunch of, like, was it Surly or Burly? I think it was Burly men, but the fact that she was, you know, it, it looked like she was, like, kind of happy that these handsome two, these two handsome gentlemen, like, kidnapped her, but at the same time, she's like, but I'm not okay with it. Like, if you want to see me and you want, you know, a correct procedure done, you need to come to me. And I like that she stood her ground on that. It wasn't just like okay, well, just call me if you need anything. Like, no, like, come to me first. Like, come to where I'm at. Don't make me come into the middle of nowhere to help you. Because she can't. And I really, I just, I really like that she was just very sassy and snarky. Like, I liked her. I don't know if we got a name for her. I just called her doctor. I call her Dr. Rainbow because that's her code, her code word, kind of, because that's what they did. But I don't know. I think that's very interesting that she was in it. So hopefully we get to see more of her later. Um, But I love that when... When she asked about... I don't think she was kidnapped, actually. Uh, oh, yes. I love that she thought that Winona was being held against her will. She's like, wave your yogurt spoon if you're in trouble. Because we always have that same line of, like, blink once if you need help. Blink twice if you... You know, or whatever. But I like that she was like, you know, are you okay? Like, she had, like, genuine concern. I really like this character, so I hope we get to see more of her. Um, uh, oh, the that always tired girl. I feel you, by the way, with that username. But is she going to be caring for a while? I don't know. Like I said, it could be one of those, like, how we've had in Supernatural and a few other shows where the baby might end up becoming older, so she might not be caring for a while. But I would love to see the doctor's reaction to how old, like, how far along she is. Because clearly, too, Winona, we know that it's 20 we- 28 weeks, at least, from what we're, we're noticing. So, I I don't know. And, again, we'll get to, like, I want to know your guys's um, uh, distinctions when we get to that later on in the episode. So, um, pretty much, yeah, she tells her that she has a very strong heartbeat, which is, they use that word a lot in this episode, and I'm just like, what are we doing? What's happening? Um, and that she just needs to, she needs to come by and do a regular, a regular checkup. Um, Doc and, um, wow, I'm like way all over my notes here. Hold on. Um, oh yeah, so pretty much, you know, she wants a ride back, the doctor, so, you know, Dolls spoke up, was like, I'll take you, uh, and he asked Jeremy to come along with him because they're gonna go stake out the widow's place after that, which I love that he even brought up, this is not one of those cosmic cons, and how great was that that it it aired the weekend of Comic-Con, I love that, and the fact that he's, and she, and Jeremy was like, no, it's called Comic-Con, whatever, it doesn't matter, so I love that, but I also love seeing, Doc, as well as we get into that next part of that scene where he walks out to go, you know, smoke and everything. Uh, oh man, I jumped over in a scene. So Doc is outside smoking and just kind of thinking about the fact that there's an ERP and a holiday that might be that might be happening. 
And before we get to that scene, we had a very interesting gentleman because the widows threw the stone witch's head into the fire, which I was assuming was that was finally the breaking point of that cloak or coverage for uh, for Doc. And now they were able to find him and this guy, which I love that we don't really know what he is. We just know he's clearly old because there's all that webbing on on top of him. But the fact that they woke up, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, they found out where Doc was and we're going to go find him. So then this little kid who also is sassy ends up branding him with the five points there, which I noticed immediately. I was like, why is there five points? What does that mean? I'm very confused. Because like, I can see where the where the... Where the branding was, it was a circle, and you can see, like, maybe, like, three or four, at least three dots, like, up top, but that's just because how I was watching it on my TV screen, and I was like, that looks really familiar, but I couldn't tell because, again, I didn't know specifically what it was, but the way that they were talking and moving, it felt like he was a lawman, so I was like, that'd be interesting if he was, like, a, a sheriff or a marshal or something like that, and, of course, we'll get to that towards the end, but the fact that he's been branded, and, of course, immediately Doc goes into, like, I need to figure out who's trying to hunt me, and... We know that all we know about it is his name is Reeves. That's it. So I'm I was I was very interested. I'm really sad that their storyline didn't completely go through, but it's okay. I was I'm pretty happy about it. Um, yes, his mustache was phenomenal, Heather. I really liked it because like it's not as glorious as Doc's, but it's it's like it's pretty thick. Like it goes, you can't even see his top lip because there's so much there's so much mustache. So I was all about it. Um, so we kind of put that like, on on hold, because Waverly ends up telling us that, not Waverly, Winona ends up telling Waverly that Doc might not be the father, which, at first, I was like, okay, we talked about this, and Amber was the one that brought it up, was that maybe Doc, Doc or Dolls isn't the father because maybe she slept around with somebody. And, lo and behold, Amber was right, because clearly she uh, had a little bit of an escapade, but I love that they went back to season one after she killed all the seven and immediately felt like I'm free. I can do whatever I want to the point where she was drinking and making terrible decisions. Um, I first, I thought it was going to be Pete, but I realized that she didn't sleep with Pete. So, but I think that would have been interesting to bring him back. Wait, what happened to Pete? I don't remember. It's okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so she, so she doesn't know who the father is and, well, she does, but she doesn't. She wants to. She doesn't want to tell Doc that he might not be the father, and so of course we have this really awesome scene between Doc Holliday and Winona of just the fact of her just listening to him talk about how like you know I don't really understand you know how customs are now you know in this time and, and age, but I want to be here for you. I want the one thing I want to see from you is for you to be healthy, and it just it really filled me up with joy the fact that he wanted he wanted to help which is awesome and he wanted to be in her life and I love that he meant that especially when we saw it in the note but hearing it out of his own words is awesome and I totally understand where Winona's coming from where she's like you're an asshole but that's all I can say about this right now like it's very Winona of her but I know that it clearly touched her even though sure she might be hormonal and whatever but I really like the fact that she clearly saw that Doc really wanted to be a part of this baby's life and hers and that she's mega feeling guilty and I hate the fact that she like a lot of people she used the phrase chickened out but it's just a lot to handle because of the fact of what Doc just did so I totally understand that why she didn't tell him but at the same time you gotta be honest um 
But uh, but again, he uh, also did anybody else squee when he touched Winona's baby belly? Ha! Oh, I was just like, I want this to work. Um, <laughs> so sorry. So we cut to uh, dolls. <coughs> sorry guys, dolls and Jeremy. This scene, it's so funny because I had to stop taking notes at one point because I was just watching Jeremy the entire time during this scene because he was just so, he was adorable. The way he was talking about how Winona and Doc have a, are going to have a baby, can you imagine those striking blue eyes? Like, it's just, it, it, it makes my heart, like, jump of how smitten he is with Doc. It just, I don't know what it is. It makes me so happy how much he's, like, just just not fondling that's a that's a terrible word but you know what i mean like in his head he's just like doc is amazing i mean you're amazing too but like doc is just oh like it's just so funny how like his fangirls just like comes out (coughs) but yeah the fact that when doc left because you know he's trying to think of you know other things i forgot to mention that when he drove off and waverly immediately was like oh no he's upset and like you know calls back up which is our amazing officer hot and drives off to go follow him. I was so worried, but again, we'll get to that scene. So, um, but I love that, you know, they try to keep surveillance and he's like, why are we watching them? And he's like, you know, we're just trying to make sure that we understand what these two are up to. If they are working with Tucker, we need to know. So I like that, but I love that. It's just, Jeremy was just adorable. Like he just took over the scene for me and I was like, all right, I really like him in this crew. Like he's just, He's just amazing. I mean, I hate him later in this episode because he did something stupid, but I also get it as to why. So, uh, woof. So, uh, I'm trying to go down here. Piercing eyes, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so, uh, (laughs) Nicole goes to mommy sit, Winona, and she's like, I gotta go to this bar. And and I love that, like, Waverly, not Waverly, uh, Nicole wasn't just like, don't you think that's a bad idea? She was just kind of going along with it. But she also couldn't leave Winona by herself. So they end up going to a strip club, which, oh, the name of the strip club is, uh, like, it's so, it's so stripper club cliche, but at the same time, it makes sense for the town of Purgatory. It, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on this show, so I'm not going to, but you know what I'm going with. Uh, so it's P. Willows. If you don't know what it is, look it up. I just love that, that. That's the name of the strip club. I just think it's really funny. Um, anyway, so, uh, but the bad thing is right before we cut to that scene, Waverly obviously sees Doc in shorties trying to, you know, ease his tension for this next mystery thing that's hunting him. And accidentally, Waverly spills the beans and, is, and mentions that Doc might not be the father. And y'all, I wanted to throw something at my TV so hard at this point in time, but I resisted. Because I felt, I felt so bad for Doc because, I mean, I'm also glad that he didn't just, like, blow up like he usually does. Like, I was expecting something huge, but he was just kind of, just kind of, he took a shot and he just walked off. I was like, okay, I guess we'll see how this goes. But he also has bigger fish to fry before he has to deal with that. And, of course, in very Doc fashion, he's trying to kind of keep it in because he has other things to worry about. So, I was worried about him in this episode, but I felt like... He was doing kind of well with the with the fact that he's dealing with both. Uh, oh, it's a well. I know it's a plant. I know what it is. I'm just saying, <laughs> like for for content purposes, I don't know if I can say it. That's all. But you know, just look it up, Pewillow. You know what it is. <laughs> so, I mean, true. 
Anyway, don't worry about it. So, uh... So pretty much, um, they go to the bar, uh, Nicole and Winona, and they bring up this guy who's, he's actually not, he's not bad looking, you know, so she brings up the fact that, again, this was the tie-in from season one where she was doing that awesome slow-mo dancing and just being a, being a lady, a classy lady at that, and she, uh, she talks about how she came here because Shorty's was cutting her off and she wanted to continue and she was obviously going through a lot because she didn't, you know, we just killed the seven. That's huge. And um, and she ends up sleeping with some guy. But again, she was so drunk that she had, she didn't really have an idea. She said the night was fuzzy. And again, like, I love that we got to see that. And of course, like, she didn't really know where Doc and her stood. So like, yeah, there was a lot. I, I totally, I, I can't, yeah, it's tough coming from Winona's perspective because the fact that everything that she was going through, it was just a lot. So, and obviously we're all adults. We make, we make terrible decisions sometimes and you have to learn from those mistakes and she's doing so now. And of course she's trying to just get a sample because the doctor asked for a blood sample from the mother and the father to find out what their family history is going to be, especially for their child. So, and of course, instead of actually telling the guy that this could be his kid, they just want to snag his glass with the saliva on it. But then we get the one twist I was definitely not ready for. So, of course, there's a little bit of an altercation between possible baby daddy and some guy. The guy's eyes go dark that he's confronting, and I was like, okay, there's still revenants here. Totally forgot about you guys for a little bit because it's been, it's been a while. And then he turns around, and his eyes go red and black. Whole, I don't know how everybody else felt, but damn, that... That was insane. I just, I didn't even put into perspective of her having a revenant baby. That's intense. Holy crap. Like, oh, and I, yes, I do agree with you, Zandra. You don't become a Winona by facing your problems head on. I agree. But like, was anybody anticipating that? Because I definitely wasn't even, it wasn't even registering for me that she could have slept with a revenant. And what that means for, for what a baby with a human, especially the heir and a rep woof like that is insane but i do love that we we get to see a support of nicole because i know that we've been kind of back and forth with the two of them especially when we had you know i call them i call it uh if you're a video game person like if you love scott pilgrim i think of like nega scott um i was thinking of like nega waves or nega winona that kind of thing or dark winona like dark link um but when we had that, and of course they said some terrible things, I didn't really, I didn't really know where Nicole and Winona stood. But this, this se- not the season, but this episode really showed that she's like, I'm here to support you. I'm gonna drink for three. We're doing it, you know. And I love that she like, she was continuing to to stand up for her. And again, those peppermint shots taste like Christmas. Like that's that's insane. Like I, and also I can't drink those because I also got drunk off of peppermint um liqueur and woof it is not it's not pleasant <laughs> but but I loved that I love that she was like I'm here for you and if you need me you know I'm here and the fact that like she sat there and I love how she was just like also staring like speaking of a strip club that she was just like what is this like it's just I just I loved it I thought it was really really cool um casket fan said I didn't see the twist coming um Same without thinking. Uh, Just imagine it in the U.S. would be huge. Don't worry about your father. I killed him. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. Chaos. So, um, so yeah, just the fact that that news. I mean, that's that is intense. It's kind of crazy. So, 
um, we cut back, and obviously he comes over, and they're chatting and everything, and of course he sees the belly bump, because he's like, oh, I'm ready to, you know, go round two or whatever, and of course, like, the fact that he said that you were here to kill me, so he revealed himself, even though the girls already knew that he was a revenant, and he saw the baby, and immediately was just like, what's happening? But again, I love that Nicole, like, even though she was drunk off her ass, you know, shot at the breaker, breaker box, and turned off all the lights so they can get out. Um, she is a great shot, even when she's drunk. That is also that's like really scary, but like helpful and I guess in a situation of revenants or bad guys. So I'll take it. Um, but when we cut back to Doc Dolls and Jeremy, they're you know back at the precinct trying to figure out something to, especially because uh, Jeremy found the piece of clothing from the widows that fell off when um, when she when Mercedes got shot. Uh, awesome, by the way. So that now he's trying to make some sort of not antidote, but something that will that will take care of them, or especially from that paralyzing thing that they did. That was insane. So I like that, that they were trying to figure that out. But also he told them, he's like, I need I need an extra set of hands. I need your help. And of course, Dolls being nosy and trying to help out, he pretty much told Doc to stay put, even though clearly Doc had like other things to worry about because he's grabbing an arsenal full of things. And so he's like, please, just, just I need your hands. I need those beautiful, beautiful hands. I was like, Jeremy, you need to just, you need to reel it back. Just relax. Um, so uh, so he's helping him. And at this point, uh, I can't remember what Dolls said to him, but he, like, backed up and said something and realized that the stuff that he was making, they were inhaling because, obviously, you were supposed to put a lid on that and, and close it up. So he, we find out that Jeremy was making a binding spell for these women uh, or for the widows and suddenly, they actually just binded themselves together. I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed this episode because of that storyline. It's so funny to watch the three of them be stuck together. I mean, it's 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 pretty much the same exact way of, like, super gluing each other to you, but with magic. And I just think it's really funny of them having to, like, work together to get through this scenario. I thought it was hysterical. Um, did I say binded or bounded? I don't know which one I said. But he's making a, a binding spell. Did I say that? I don't remember. Um, but yeah. It did. It did feel like filler, uh, damn 420. But at the same time, I really enjoyed it because I felt like it really brought their their relationship and friendship up to another level of just like learning from each other. I mean, especially since they really looked down to Jeremy, even though they use Jeremy for everything. It was kind of nice to kind of have them all together and trying to figure out a solution for the three of them. Again, Doc and Dolls kind of, re- you know, saw eye to eye for a little bit. Like, it was nice. Find it. Okay. Um, I know. It was, it was interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, it, I think that's, I just think it's nice, you know? I, I enjoyed it. Um, but, like, and I just think it's really funny because I wrote in my notes, ah, Jeremy's dream come true, being binded to the two hottest dudes on this show. I mean, good for you, buddy. I'm so proud of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually really appreciate that Jeremy was trying to get the next step of trying to bring them, bind, when the widows show up, bind them together so that you can kill them all in one foul swoop. But obviously instead we get this really funny physical comedy of the two of them being, the three of them being stuck together. But sadly enough, of course, because we're dealing with Doc's being pretty much being you know hunted by this like bounty hunter even though it's not really a bounty hunter that's what i thought when i first saw him um besides him being a marshal uh was 
the fact of like immediately that rope shows up and starts hanging him and I was like oh my god because since I've been watching Sense8 there I was thinking that like they would be choking as well but I'm really glad that wasn't the scenario it was just them being moved the same exact way so I'm really happy about that because I was really scared if like someone got shot or hurt or was choking to death that it would eventually hurt the two of them and I'm really glad that's not how that ended up because I was kind of scared <laughs> best thropple best thropple ever I agree um <coughs> excuse me um uh chaos actually brings up a, a good point he's like I don't know how to feel about the baby daddy being a random dude but I like that it wasn't just like a random human I like that it was another supernatural being in that aspect but anyway so uh brain where was I leaving off oh so yeah, so they pretty much try, you know, they get out of the bind with Reeves, and I love that he says, no, nothing from this earth can touch me. And immediately, Dolls, who we know is not fully human, uh, was able to punch him. I loved that. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but I thought that was super cool. Um, and I don't, I'm sad they didn't, like, address it later. They're, like, they brought it up of, like, how were you able to do that? It's like, oh, we're both marshals. And I was like... You really think that's what that was? I mean, again, I don't know if that's what they were going with with the fact that he was a marshal, but I'm assuming it was because dude's a dragon. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, yes. I do know there is a behind-the-scenes video of it. Um, I haven't looked at it yet, but I, I have it saved on, like, my watch later kind of thing. So, I definitely i am very excited to see that. Um, brain. I lost my notes here, guys. Um, uh, but, yes. So, um... We find out, technically, backstory for Doc that he slept with a judge's wife twice in Colorado of 1882. Insane that that is. I mean, but it makes sense because he's a judge. So, of course, he's like, I want his head on a platter, you know, kind of thing. Like, I can totally see that being a, a law in 1882. Obviously, now it's like, I mean, you could, I mean, if a judge was that much of a, of a jerk, he could have, like, been like, oh, he's going to jail. But, like technically you can't really you know so i like that, that was what the crime was it wasn't like he robbed a bank or he killed somebody no it was just because he shut up someone's wife twice and now he deserves to die oh doc um and um he also tells dolls of course as they're trying to find a cure and the fact that we find out that the it'll eventually wear off you know we just have to be patient but i love that it was like it was it in one turn or one turnaround or something like that. And it said that it could have been a day, could have been a year. That I was like, that would have can you imagine if we had to deal with them being bound for or binded for a year? Insane. Obviously we can't do that because it's TV, but like that would be a very interesting way to get stuff done, you know? Um but yeah, so he dolls subtly, like he didn't really like specifically like blurt out like I'm not the father. He's just like, I might not be a daddy, you know, kind of thing. So I found that very interesting that we didn't, like, go into, like, full detail of it. But the fact that we realize that Doc is in a, is not happy with what just happened and Dolls is picking up on that. Uh, excuse me. Um, do 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 uh, Connection with Cludy. How the... Go yeah. I also agree with you, um, Fee or Faye. Um, but I do not understand why these ghosts were compelled to wait centuries to bring them in. That part was not explained. Uh, I agree. But yes, the con the connection to Cludy hid them. So I was assuming that when she was hiding Doc, that, uh, in my head, I think of a physical cape, that, that cape was revealed and that they were able to find him. I just didn't understand how they were alive 
for this long. Because if they're ghosts, you see what I mean? Like, if they're ghosts, why... Is it because they have unfinished business? That's why they're still alive? Or did she keep them that way? Like, I... I don't understand exactly how we came to this point, is what I was trying to figure that is. But yes. Oh, yeah, Jeremy does remind me of Andrew from Buffy. That makes a lot more sense. And that probably explains why I like him. Oh, boy. Uh, so, um, let's see. So, yeah, so I love that. Uh, I like the line that Jeremy puts out of, like, he's like, who are you going to call? Nobody. Uh, there's no one to call. Like, I really like that he said that. That was kind of like a cute little, like, quip. I thought that was adorable. Um, I'm trying to look through my notes because they're kind of all over the place right now. Um, but yeah, so I I wasn't, I also thought it was just, just Reeves and like that little boy. I was not expecting it to be a whole band of people. So when they were running, because, you know, Jeremy was like, oh, I don't want to be a part of this and like runs out and, and then just a bunch of, of deputies just show up outside I was very confused because at first I thought it was the widows. Like they showed up because you saw that kind of like that black smoke and I was like, we're going to do this now. We have to deal with the widows and this guy. Like, I was really scared, and I was hoping that Reeves was going to help them when clearly that wasn't what the case was. But the fact that they were going to take them out to do, like, an execution squad and that Dolls apparently found out that this was Reeves. Uh, is it Bass? Bass uh, Reeves? or Bra- Yeah, Bass Reeves uh, was a hero of Dolls and why he became a marshal. And then I was like, okay... Does that mean he's just going to let them go? But, of course, I love that we had that part where he brings out, you know, and he and he even says, he's like, I'm reaching into my pocket and and shows him that he is also a marshal, but that he's a higher-up marshal. So when he's like, oh, you're my higher-up, you know, okay, you're, you're this is out of my jurisdiction, you're, you're a superior of mine, whatever you want to do. And he pardons Dolls by saying, you know, and obviously he had, like, a bunch of sweet things to say about, like, He's like a class A, you know, pain. But the fact that he is loyal and, you know, trustworthy and this and this and this, like, it was just really cool. And um, and that he was pardoned. And I love that they just disappeared. That was it. He's like, well, I'm tired. Just so tired. Like, I felt like that was the cheesiest part of the entire episode was that those two lines at the very end of just like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I was like, we didn't need that. He could have just walked off and been like, you know, thank you for your help or something and like a tip of the hat and then walked out. But... Say levy, say levy. Um, but uh, base, yeah, bass. Okay, I was right. But yeah, I love that he was just, yeah, like he was mega fangirling. I really appreciate it. I thought that was super adorable. Um, and I don't know if uh, Bass Reeves is a real U.S. marshal. I feel like if I Google that, it would be a yes. Um, Finesse to success, great username by the way, uh, says he was. So I will take you up on that. For sure. I need to do more research on that because I actually want to know the history of how um, U.S. Marshals came to be. So, I'm a nerd. I'm just a nerd. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, they pretty much, you know, he's pardoned and they leave. And I love that even Doc was like, did you mean all those nice things that you said? And he was just like, no, no, no. I was just doing it just to buy us some time. You know, of course, he has that little tiny smirk. And I love that Jeremy passes out while working on something or whatever. And, of course... You know, Doc and Dolls were having a moment, but I noticed that clearly the binding smell must have worn off because um, Dolls was able to walk into another room, grab a beer or soda or whatever, and walk back into the room with him, and everybody was still in their selective areas. But I love that they, like, didn't really resolve anything besides the fact of just, like, Doc also had unfinished business that he had to do because he had to go take care 
or go see somebody. I'm not quite sure if he meant, like, uh, the witch. Like, he went to go see if the stone witch was still alive because he can tell that maybe the... Uh, the thing that was hiding him is gone or and I don't know what that ring is if anybody can like let me know what that ring was that would be awesome but yes and I love that little moment of him um when Dolls is like you know Jeremy's not a wizard but shh you know and the fact that you know Doc was so sweet and pulled up the little blanket and patted his shoulder oh they are the cutest um but yeah, I love that. Their bromance is adorable, and I really love that that's like, you know, the fact that Doc didn't just storm out and leave. He's like, well, I think I can hang for a little bit, or I can linger for a little bit. I, I liked that. I, again, I feel like, even though this felt like a filler episode on that end, I feel like it was nice to kind of see the boys being just the three of them and trying to figure out a problem together. Like, I thought that was really, really sweet. Um, but then, again, you know, we have that point where our revenant, uh, baby daddy, uh, comes out and he's like, is that baby mine? You know, and of course we have that whole thing where they knock him out, put him in a trunk and drive out to the middle of nowhere. And immediately I knew that this Revenant wasn't going to be good. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's like real good Revenants. I have no idea. So I didn't know if they were going to try to go that route by making him like a good guy and like hating being a Revenant. I don't know. I felt like that would have been way too far-fetched. But of course, no, he's a sexist pig. He said terrible things about Winona, but I was so proud of her that she was able to keep a straight face and was just like no and I love the line I have it written here of uh where is it do 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 um I'm gonna raise this kid to be good strong and everything you are not you know an erp and immediately raises her gun and shoots him amazing I really love that we didn't have to deal with this character anymore that she shot him and it was just like we're done we don't need him it's fine and I love that Waverly runs up to her straight away, hugs her, and is just like, so what, with this baby, you know, this baby, what is it? And immediately Winona goes, it's ours. And it's just, oh, it made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside because, again, just this, the sisterly, the writing for a sister relationship is so strong in this, in this show, and I loved seeing that together. I was just, I mean, you can even see in my notes, I put, cue the waterworks because I was, I was a mess, and I loved Love, love, love it. Oh, I missed it. What did Stacy say? Uh, man, I missed it. Um, anyway, so, oh, and I love it because it also makes this show kind of like it's ours, you know? And I just, I love that. It was just really, really sweet. And, of course, that it's ours as in, like, as the fans as well. You know, we want to take care of the Earp sisters and everybody who's in our crew. So I love that Nicole. I also love that, like, I, I kind of, like, passed over, but I love that Waverly was like, you know, she's like, hey, cutie, or something like that. And um, and then Waverly was just like, hi, sweetheart. But don't cutie me. What's going on? You know, where are you? And the fact that even when she shows up in person, Waverly was like, you're, are you drunk? Like, it was just really adorable how, like, how much, how far they've gone. And the fact that she didn't say, I love you, even though she was drunk. I like that she said, I liked you. I mean, we know that they clearly care about each other. I just thought that was super cute. Of the two of them. It just really shows where the relationship... Like, I feel like a lot of people grew in this episode. And so did Waver, uh, Winona to a point. When we get when we cut back to her... With them being back in the house. And her talking about how she's going to take care of this baby. You know, she's going to... She made a, an appointment to get an ultrasound. But she's going to tell that OGBYN. That I don't have a sample for the father. He's gone. Doesn't matter. I just want to take care of my baby. But then we get... A very somber note of how, you know, Winona is super happy to be like, oh my gosh, you're going to be Auntie Waverly, and like, you know, it's part of our family, you know, it's going to be an ERP like you and I, and immediately, 
um, um, she goes, you know, of course, Waverly was crying. And at first I didn't understand why she was crying. And I thought it was just like happy tears and she was going to explain why she was crying. But when she said that she's like, I might not be an ERP, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm your sister. And that's how it ended. I was like, no, I need to know what happened. I want to know what goes on after that. It was, it was crazy. But I am intrigued to see how a human and a revenant baby is supposed to, <coughs> excuse me, is supposed to handle, I guess, being alive. Also, childbirth. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. But that was pretty much the episode. Sorry, now I'm just reading through everything. Um, uh, unlikely it has happened on camera. Quick pans and waves. Waves is totally a half rev. And ending, yeah, like, it it was rough. The fact that they just ended on just her going, what? And then just cut to the credits. I was like, why? Why would you do this to me? Emily just hates me. That's what it is. I'm just like, I need more content. Give it to me. <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, the episode was really good. I really, really liked it. I can't wait to hear what the rest of my panel thinks. Uh, and speaking of, but that was pretty much the episode. I want to know what you guys thought. Definitely put it in the live chat. If you're watching this later, hello. Put it down in the comments below what your theories are. Do we think that Winona's baby is half Revenant and half human or just human? And maybe it is dolls. I mean, not dolls. Oh, my God. It's docs. We don't know. Um, I'm just very intrigued to see how a baby who is half Revenant and half human is supposed to, like, how the, the, the process of having a child is going to be like and how this child is going to act later on in our next season. Um, but why don't we jump into some news and gossip real quick. Speaking of... After Buzz TV News. All right. So, of course, as you guys know, Comic-Con just came through, hence why I'm wearing my Batwoman dress to support since I was a con-cant this year. Um, but it doesn't matter because the entire our entire panel, hence why they're not here, went. Got some really cool interviews. But before we get to those, guys, we're getting a season three. Holy crap. Those hashtags of Renew Winona, all the support and everything. Of course, the viewers at Sci-Fi, uh, not the viewers, but the people at Sci-Fi were like, yes, got to give these guys a season three. Holy crap. I'm so excited to have another season of the Earp Sisters kicking butt and taking names. Like, I'm so, it's going to be so good. But enough about that. Um, again, I'm really intrigued to see who the big baddie is going to be. But put your predict. We'll, we'll probably talk more about predictions for... When the girls come back, but I want to get into some of the really awesome videos that they did. Yale and Carrie Lane were able to get some really awesome interviews. This first one here is on Yale on her own uh, channel, which you should go check out. Yale TV, uh, Yale Teagle. Um, wait, is it YaleTeagle.com? I'm not quite sure, but it's at Yale TV, and you can find all of her all of her interviews at Yale Teagle on Twitter, Instagram, and all that kind of stuff. But here's the first one. She interviewed Tim, uh, aka Doc. And we're going to watch a little bit of that. Uh, Steve, can you bring the news and gossip sound down first? I'm so happy that Doc has his hat back. Yeah, it makes two of us. It was really weird to see you without a hat. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, we're going to start that over. I love Yale's intro. It's the most adorable. If you haven't seen her YouTube videos, go find it. You too. I'm so happy that Doc has his hat back. Yeah, it makes two of us. It was really, it's really weird to see you without a hat. Yeah, sorry about that. Look at it's this sweater. Okay. I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, so we're dealing with Doc being the father figure to a child that may or may not be his. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to see more of that turmoil? 
A hundred percent. Unfortunately, Doc doesn't always deal with things the uh, the best way. Shock. Uh, but I did love in last night's performance that he was just ready to be whatever Winona needed him to be. Oh my God. And that's, that so if that's adorable. a supporting role, then he'll be that. Science. If she doesn't want him in any role, then that's fine. He just he wants to be whatever she needs him to be. He understands she doesn't need him for anything. So I love that Doc was kind of, he's just ready to be whatever she wants. And when he finds out he might not be the father, like I said, he does not deal with things the best. So we'll, we'll expect more not dealing with things great to come. Yeah. Um, will this affect his relationship with Rosita? Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't get into spoilers, but yes, it's like I kind of said, uh, it's Emily Andrews. All these questions are going to get answered. I don't know if everyone's going to like the answers or not, but all those what? answers are coming. Uh, and that's the best part because she not only is it questions between Winona and Doc that get answered, it's all the relationships, how it affects. So I literally will deal with how it affects me and Waverly, how it affects me and Rosita, how it affects me and Dolls. And they're good. They're smart people. Uh, these uh, are, yeah. Awesome. We are so excited to see what happens, to see right. Rosita's reaction. So I'm really excited to see that. We can and cut to the next video, which is Yale uh, talking to Emily. Uh, which was just, she's, the the beginning of this video is my favorite thing, and it reminds me how much I love Yale as a person, and Emily as a person. I've, I've only met her once, um, and that was because of Yale. But, like, if you can't see the video, um, Yale is wearing her Plan B shirt, um, and this next part is literally my favorite thing. It's fantastic. Thank Give you. it to me. Let's trade. Okay. Right on camera. <laughs> is this a family broadcast? Yeah. Yell no. TV is not yeah, a family not broadcast. A no, Yell but TV. I'm going to take my shirt off afterwards and give it to you. Okay. No, God. Well, fine. Just I give it to me later. I'm going to get one. Whatever. Me too. Well, please. All right. <laughs> um, we got to talk about this season. Okay. Um, because you took a storyline that you had to and make it work. Yes. Um, and so we just got this big reveal that's kind of a reveal but still a mystery. Will a blood test be done? I feel like Winona's moved past that. I think she had that option, and she's like, here's what this baby is. It's an herb, and that's what I'm going to raise it as. Um, I mean, in typical Winona fashion, I feel like that's a bit of deflection. I think she's scared of the answer, right. so maybe she's like, you know, we'll just deal with it when we deal with it. Um, you know, she is a very flawed character, but at this point, I feel like it's less important who the father is than what the baby is and what they're going to do with it. Okay. And will we discover what the baby is by season end? Probably. <laughs> oh, man, she's always awesome. keeping us. Yeah, All it's, right. it's not going to be one oh. of those famous four-season pregnancies. Just oh, thank yeah. God. So. I love a four-season pregnancy. Exactly no, she doesn't. She's a liar. Like All right. So, and of course, the last interview before we get out of here is with the amazing Carrie Lane, who is interviewing Winona herself. Now, the interview is three minutes long, so I'm not going to play the entire thing. I'm just going to play the end because it was really, really sweet, the, the things that she was talking about, her fans. But definitely go for Yale. Go to Yale.tv. Find all the interviews there, all of her Comic-Con ones, Killjoys, most of the sci-fi ones that she already did. But she did a whole bunch of interviews, and I think she's continuing to do that today um, as well. So definitely, if you want to see all the crazy stuff that's happening in San Diego Comic-Con with Yale, check her out, Yale.tv. Find all the interviews there. It's fantastic. Or if you look it up on YouTube, find Yale Teagle or Yale.tv on YouTube, and you'll find all those interviews there. Carrie Lane went for our sister network, Black Hollywood Live, and she obviously interviewed the cast. She has all the same, um, not the same interviews, but she has the same uh, actors and actresses as well. So she is interviewing, again, Winona herself. You should check it out. This, again, this is just the end of the, video, uh, end of the interview. So if you want to watch it, check it out on VHL. 
feel for you to be in that world? Yeah, I've, I've never experienced anything like it. I've definitely, um, She's I've never felt, you know, it's a, it's a very safe feeling when you're surrounded by so much love. You just feel like everything's going to be okay. Um, if I'm having a bad day, I can just sort of have a peek on Twitter and see that it's Melanie Crush Monday. And oh, I, I'm Melanie just like, okay, I, everything's okay. And so I'm just, I'm just very happy to be a part of it. Isn't every day Melanie Crush Day? <laughs> it should be. But somehow, the rest of the world didn't get the memo. Gosh. Bastards. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And thank look you. forward to seeing the rest of the season. Thank you. All right. So I just wanted to show that because it really showed Melanie's personality. I really like that she was like, ah, it should be Melanie Crush Mondays every day. Bastards. Like, I just love that she's like, she's so fun. And I just wanted to point that out. But again, you should watch the rest of the interview. The interview is really great. <coughs> Excuse me. And everybody else is fantastic. So again, check us out on BlackHollywoodLive.com. Check out the interviews there. It is awesome sauce. But again, I know that I've probably talked your ear off for the past, pretty much the, the past hour. And I really appreciate you guys supporting me and supporting the show and coming by. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes at AfterBuzzTV, Winona Earp. We're pretty much, I think, not the, obviously not the only podcast out there, but definitely for AfterBuzzTV, give us five or four stars because the other stars do not work, as Yale puts it. And just give us a review. I didn't get to read them today, but we'll definitely read some as the weeks to come. I will not be here next week because it is officially two weeks before my wedding. So I am in full wedding prep. There's going to be people flying in. So I will be very, very busy with that. But I'm so happy I was able to spend a wonderful afternoon with the best Erpers in the world. And I'm so happy that we got to hang out. So definitely check out all the rest of our amazing panel on uh, Twitter and on Instagram and on Snapchat. Uh, Yale Tigo. Yale Teagle, Amber, Amber Plaster, and Carrie Lane. Um, and then you guys can find me all over social media at ATORES890. That's A-T-O-R-R-E-S-890. Um, again, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today and my rambliness and me coughing as well. You guys are seriously the best fan base I know. And I, and I won't see you next week, but definitely join the girls because they probably have a lot to talk about. I'll probably call in or something like that. And I'll see you guys pretty much in the next two weeks because I also get, again, I also get married the week after that so it's gonna be a while but i will definitely be here um and thank you guys so much Mwah. bye from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, bitches. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 